0: Studios, it's J.P., Kathy, and the crew.
1: All right. Woo, we made it till the, to the end of the week. It's a miracle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to J.P., Kathy, and the crew. Super excited today. We've got Lathan Watts in studio live with us. And he does not have his professional hat on. So we will Clearly say not. that. I'm not even going to say the profession. We love the company that he works for, or the organization that he works for, <laughs> but we're not going to be talking about that today. because not today. It's Friday. We wanted to have some fun. Oh, my goodness, we wanted to talk SCOTUS.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, oh, there are so many things we could talk about today, but we are going to keep, keep it as fun and positive as we can, including a parody that Lathan has done. And who's the guy who did that parody with you?
2: Stan Corbett. Stan, okay, yeah. that's I
1: thought I thought that was Stan. That's
2: Stan the man. He's the other voice you hear on the snarky parenthetical. He's that the,
1: okay, that's it. he. Okay, y'all are hilarious. <laughs> so we're gonna play that closer to um, the end of the show. So stay tuned. Um, get your friends to come on and um, check it out. It's it's when when you sent it to me, I was like, oh, and I thought it was something funny, you know, because Lathan's got just this wicked great, you know, sense of humor. And I thought, oh, it must be something funny he found online, and then like on YouTube and I'm like, wait, (laughs) wait. did this. This is him. I yeah. know this guy.
0: Yeah, it was. We had
2: a lot of fun.
1: Oh, uh, you can tell. Yeah. There's
2: a, there's a little uh, outtake reel at the end
1: of the video. And we're going to play see, that today, too, because the outtake would... reel is just as funny as the other. So <laughs> anyways, good times. We're also going to talk a little bit about your favorite Christmas movie. Um, do you have a movie that was your favorite or a TV show that was your favorite when you were a kid? As an adult, do you have a favorite? Um, what's your favorite color? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm... <laughs> I love Elf. That's not my only favorite one, that and a Christmas story. I could watch those a bajillion times yes. and never get tired of them. Yes. And I do. Um, but anyway, so we're going to talk about um, do you have movies that you used to watch with your kids or that you watch with your kids now? Or are there movies that literally it's just, it's not Christmas if you have not absolutely gone to church and celebrated <laughs> Jesus' birthday right. and watched this movie? Dear, <laughs> Dear Lord, baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and see, there yeah. <laughs> so anyway so lots of fun stuff to talk about well some serious stuff and some fun stuff let's go ahead oh and then we're going to talk Dallas Cowboys in just a little while I I was so tired I I couldn't even watch all of the game last night but um but we won so they pulled it off oh my goodness so thank goodness so we'll talk about about that here in a few minutes because I want to pull up some stats to talk about um I kind of feel like that was a we needed to win that, that game a, a, to even must win uh, yeah that was one of those that it was like
2: cuz otherwise <laughs> the 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 momentum is going to go it's going to shift one way or the other it, so you're either yep you know now having lost 4 out of 5 or hey we won we've stopped the bleeding now we can now we can move yeah. on
1: and hopefully fix what's wrong yeah. you know wrong or right what's been wrong so um which is some of it just getting players back on the field right uh you know when covid hit injuries have hit which you know, welcome to the NFL during the pandemic. So um, anyways, and then again, thank you so much for all of the wonderful birthday wishes on Wednesday. Uh, Just blown away and overwhelmed by just the kind, the phone calls and the texts and the pictures and the Facebook messages. Um, Just thank you so, so much. Um, i I feel very, very blessed to have so many people in my life, and I posted this last night on Facebook. Um, so many people that are so generous, uh, you know, with their kindness, and, and I'm just—I feel very blessed. Um, we're still asking for prayers for JP's dad, the other stay-in-the-man, um, stay-in-the-man, the comedian. Um, he is, um, you know, still in the uh, re- rehabilitation center, so we're still praying for him, um, and that surgery goes well, and everything gets taken care of. Um, and yes, you know, so pray for him and JP and their family. And and then my husband still needs prayers um still in the hospital hopefully when i go in this morning the doctor will be able to fill us in on possibility of when he gets to go home he still has um, carbon dioxide built up in his system um, from not being able to exhale properly if you've got sleep apnea or if you just if you think oh i'm just i just snore a lot uh-huh. and you want to try to kind of you know just say oh it's allergies or oh i'm getting older or i've gained some weight and i'm snoring
2: don't play around
1: with it. sleep apnea your lathan is nothing to play around no. with um my husband's oxygen was down to seventy um it took them twelve no almost twenty four hours to get him just on pure oxygen he still is on pure oxygen because i I'm understanding that's what expels the c o two quicker from your body and your blood um but uh, it took them like twenty four hours to get him back up to um no 12 hours, I'm sorry, to get him back up to like a 92 for his oxygen level, and he still can't get above 90 on his own. So don't mess around with sleep apnea. His sleep apnea machine had broken and he thought, ah, eh, I'll be good for a while until I get get in to see right. the doctor that no it just and and that's another problem. Um, the pulmonologist was booked through December 17th. And I knew we were to the point where we couldn't wait. Right, couldn't wait we we didn't have enough time, yeah. but they're all booked because of COVID. Their right. priority is seeing the COVID patients, which right. you understand that. But um so don't mess around with sleep apnea. You know, it's craziness. And then the supply chain demands, sleep machines are in high demand. Thanks, Joe Biden. So I guess all the sleep machines that these people need are out on one of the boats, boats out, out in the ocean somewhere, yeah, on the West Coast. So it's just been crazy. But um, let's so, so since since I went ahead and ripped the Band-Aid off and mentioned Biden, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk a little. Let's talk a little. SCOTUS We had okay. a lot of activity, and yeah. would love to know your thoughts on what's going on and where do you think we're headed.
2: Well, I listened to the most of the oral argument. I didn't. I didn't hear all of it. I listened to most of it. Uh, on the Dobbs case, um, I guess that was Tuesday, um, which is uh, Dobbs versus Jackson um the Mississippi abortion law. Right. Um and everybody um you know is watching this obviously you know really, really closely because I think if Supreme Court is gonna do something about Roe v. Wade, this is the case they're gonna use to do it. Um it's a really, really uh dangerous business trying to predict what's going to happen with the Supreme Court based on how oral argument goes. Um, I think Justice Thomas has even been quoted as saying, you know, it's it's like a, a parlor game. People want to try to read the tea leaves by listening to oral arguments. But right. um, you never know why a justice is asking the question they're asking, really, Um
1: and boy, there's so much speculation. I, I know you, yeah, you've and heard be, it. Yeah, there,
2: there will be speculation for six months because this opinion is not going to yep. come out until the end of the term. Because
1: and how and how does that work? Because there are people who were very frustrated. They thought we're going to have an answer, you know, soon. You know, know, like days, no, and weeks. No, how does this work? Why is it so, that it's going to be the end of the end of the term, which is six months from now?
2: I say that because typically. When the Supreme Court releases an opinion that's going to be really controversial, they release it the very last week of their term, and then they leave town and go on vacation, so yep. they don't have to deal with any of the fallout. Yeah. <laughs> so um,
1: it, this is welcome to politics, folks. This is the way right. things go. So that's why. Oh yeah. I by say, the way, we're cutting the budget. Your department's gone. See you later. Yeah, you and know. We're out. <laughs> you know.
2: Uh, so yeah, it would not surprise me if uh, if that opinion comes out on the very last day of the term, if not the last you know week or two of the term. Uh, which would be in June. Um, And another part of the reason it takes so long is once they've heard oral argument and the justices then start discussing the case amongst themselves and, and then they start writing sort of draft opinions. And those draft opinions get circulated amongst the justices to see kind of, okay, who's, who's on board with this opinion? You know, who, who agrees with this reasoning, who agrees with that. And that's how you start to cobble together, you know, what the final vote tally is. If you've got five people who are lined up, okay, yeah, I like what you wrote here, and I'm, I can I can go with that. Then that ends up being the majority opinion. So there's a lot of back and forth, and I suspect there will be a lot of back and forth on this case, um, in those draft opinions being circulated until you finally arrive at something that garners you know a majority. Um, And then that ends up being published as the majority opinion. And then, you know, everybody who then they got the dissents and the concurrences and all of that. So there's a lot of work to be done. Right. Um, But and then, like I said, also, the reality is uh, knowing how important that case is and how. No matter what they decide, there's going to be, you know, part of the country who's really not going to like it. Yeah. Um, I suspect. And, and,
1: and do you think it's like, do you think it's, and again, this is, you know, speculating and, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Do you think it's 50-50 at this point? 60-40? Uh,
2: there, there are any number of outcomes I can come okay. up with, including.
1: Well, I, and I, I meant like the country. The country's opinion is what I'm talking about.
2: Oh, on on Roe? Yeah. Um, because
1: both. You've got your pro-choice and your pro-life, yeah. and we're both super loud. I don't know loud. what. I,
2: I think it's really hard to say because I, I think there are plenty of people who have really no idea what Roe actually means. Yeah. And yep. so you say Roe versus Wade, and they just think um, abortion is legal or abortion is illegal. Right. And so the polling, I don't really, you know, if if the court overturned Roe v. Wade, right. That policy decision would go back to the state legislatures, right. where it was before Roe v. Wade. Right. Well, it doesn't mean if they overturn Roe v. Wade that abortion is now outlawed in America. Right. It means the Texas law is the law in Texas. Yes. It means California. It goes back
1: to the Tenth Amendment. You got states' rights at this point that kick back right. in, which yes. is where it was, like you said, originally. And I, and I don't think I don't think a lot of people know that.
2: Yeah, I think people think it's sort of all or nothing, like yeah. the Supreme Court. And this is, you know, part of the problem with Supreme Court making policy decisions. Yes. Um, and that was one of the things that at oral argument that I actually sort of even chuckled at when Justice Sotomayor was talking about, well, if we, w- if this court, if Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, that would just be, you know, a political decision by this court. And, you know, that would yeah. certainly damage the reputation of the court. Let me tell you, she was talking specifically to John Roberts when she was saying that. It,
1: it, she absolutely <laughs> was. Yeah. But,
2: it's laughable to say that if they overturn Roe v. Wade, that would just be the the court wading into politics. If they overturned it, then the decision goes back to the elected legislatures, right. which is where politics is supposed to be done. Well, the most because, apolitical thing they yes. can do is return it to the states, exactly. to the policymakers. And because the, then
1: it usually <clears> ends up <throat> becoming a um, – then a lot of times it ends up going through the state legislative process and then – to the people for a vote eventually in some right. type of a constitutional amendment election or whatever the case may be. Or at the very be. least, you
2: vote on your state legislators. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So you yeah. would say, hey, I'm going to send you. That would be one of those key issues that you need to know where that person right. stands before you send them back to office. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it's very interesting. She also, and I don't want to misquote her, but I'm just paraphrasing, you know, because this is one of those things and obviously you're pro-life i'm pro-life and we're not apologizing for it we believe life begins at conception and that's it and and i think at this point and it's interesting listening to some of the (coughs) hardcore pro-choice people still try to defend that it's a clump of cells right when you see and hear a heartbeat and um when the fetus is you know, when the baby is in utero and they put the suction device in it, and I'm in this, yeah. if kids are on parents, turn it off. You got right. five seconds to turn it off during the the process of an abortion. Uh, you know, they, and she was even talking about how, you know, the baby will swim away, recoil. will move away, recoil yeah. from, and she's like, but how do we know if it really feels pain and yeah. this? And I'm like,
2: she actually said, you can't say that just because the fetus recoils that they feel pain because uh, dead bodies have been known to react to stimuli. Oh,
1: my gosh. I didn't know she said, added that yeah. on to it.
2: Yeah, she said, you know, dead people, if you poke them sometimes, can still react. And I'm sitting there going, okay, but you just said it was a dead person.
1: Yeah. So then that means That's really the question. Then that means that's a person. Is that a person or not? Right, yeah.
2: And, and I think that's what... Justice Roberts was sort of driving at in some of his questions because he he made the point it doesn't seem to me that the the viability standard really means anything um, because he's like if it, if we're talking about you know viability well what's the difference you know you're just drawing a line Roe drew it at twenty six twenty seven weeks right. is like what's wrong with fifteen weeks which yeah. is the Mississippi right but, um, I, I think the um, the attorney for Mississippi did a, a good job. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say he did a great job. I thought okay. he did a good job. I thought there were a couple of times where the more conservative justices were asking him questions that were sort of like, a, you know, putting it on a tee for him. Right. And he didn't really hit it out of the park. Okay. Um, I think probably because he was trying to kind of adhere to the, the usual conservative legal arguments of text right. and history and tradition. Um, I think he kind of missed an opportunity to talk about morality,
0: right? you know, the the
2: law should be, um, yeah, that it's, but I mean, that's, that's, you know, hindsight's 2020 or whatever. I think the, um, the Solicitor General of the U.S. and the Attorney from Planned Parenthood, um, they had a tough, they had a tough day and I think they, um, they, they had a tough job to do
3: oh
1: yeah uh,
2: justice thomas asked multiple times what right are we talking about where in the text of the constitution do i interesting
1: find it, it's interesting <laughs> you said that literally right before you said that um Ann guzman said the best question um, asked was by thomas where is it in the constitution
2: mm, right yeah and uh another thing that i found sort of ironic was when the i think it was the u.s solicitor general was trying to answer that question and and mentioned bodily autonomy. And, and I'm sitting there going, so you're the US Solicitor General, so you argue on behalf of the United States. So the President of the United States is trying to mandate people have things injected into their body, and you're making a bodily autonomy argument? Yeah, not, Did
1: you? probably not the best time to be doing that with Maybe the current not. President. <laughs> I thought
2: the other thing that was just yeah, sort that's of- Yeah,
1: that, that's, that that's a very good point. That was
2: cringe-worthy and awkward yeah. um, was when she was making the point, to Justice Barrett, that not being, not having access to an abortion and not being able to uh, get rid of an unwanted pregnancy was a barrier to equality and achievement for women. You are you're making this point to a lady who has seven children and who's on the Supreme Court of the United States. She has reached the absolute pinnacle of, of her, her profession. Yes, and you're trying to tell her that she couldn't do it
1: yeah, because you got whole, because she you, had to you have got kids. a gaggle of kids. So guess what? You're not going to. You know it well and there's a and I'm trying to I think it was well it, it was one of the Hollywood elite actresses who had talked about how she was this is a while back had talked about how she was proud of her two abortions and um you know she and and she said that she would have not had the career that she had if she would have been saddled with kids now she has since been married a couple of times, had a couple of other kids, and I think where do, how do those kids someday you know and her kids are young now no, I, someday the kids are gonna yeah. go back and see that on some version of social media right. somewhere. How does, how does that make you feel?
2: Yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's, it's a dangerous game trying to predict what's going to happen right. based on the oral argument. But listening to it, I thought it went really well. Um, for uh, the attorney from Mississippi, I thought the uh, solicitor general, you know, kind of had a tough day. Um, but, I, you know, I would be... I guess I would say I'm cautiously optimistic okay. that you'll get a good decision, um, but you really it comes down to people think we have a six three court and we really have a three 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 court. We have
1: explain that you know, okay.
2: So you got the three liberals. Yep. So do my Kagan, Kagan and Breyer, and they're entirely predictable. They they never surprise their side is never surprised and on by, any topic, the, and on this, anything. And let's because let's they, put
1: abor- abortion aside. You, you know they, where they're coming down. Exactly,
2: because they're living, 10 docu- out of 10 times. living document people. Yep. They're outcome-based. Oh, they document. are ah. policymakers yep. in robes. And so yep. whatever their desired policy is, they will find a way yeah. to write an to opinion that work. gets there. Yep. So you got those three. Then of the other six, you really have a split um, along. I would say all six of the others <clears throat> are conservative in their interpretation of the Constitution. They're more along the textualist line. Some of them are more textualist than others. But where the split, I think, comes in is that you have three, uh, Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch for the most part, who are not really institutionalists when it comes to the court itself. They're really not concerned about the reputation of the court. Or being perceived as a political body if we overturn this for this or or whatever like they look at their job as if if a case comes before us and the pre and the prior case with a precedent right. is right. wrong, we should fix it yep. we should overturn bad rulings yep. Roberts doesn't want to overturn anything yeah Barrett and Kavanaugh were still kind of figuring out where they are where they were on that they, axis yep. on the institutionalist yep. axis as to. Well, yeah, it's bad, but, you know, we don't want to be, like, just overturning everything. And so, Roberts is in a really tough spot because he is – Overly concerned about the reputation of the court, and about being perceived as, the, and you know, there's court packing kind of hanging over all of this. Oh yeah, and that's why Sotomayor was making the point she did. It's why Breyer made the point that he Absolutely. did. Absolutely,
1: though. Yeah, that um, was by design. That was by design, and, to, it, and it it was directed towards no one else in the world except for Roberts. I mean, yeah. you're 100 percent right on that. So
2: I think if if Roberts could, he would he would try to craft a majority opinion that. Leaves the Mississippi law alone, but also says nothing about Roe v. Wade. Now, that would be a train wreck of an opinion.
1: I was going to say, um, <laughs> people would, we'd all lose our minds.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it wouldn't be the first time he's done something like that. Um, You're correct. So I think that's what he is going to try to do. I think he's in a really tough spot because Thomas Alito and I think Gorsuch um, are pretty adamant um, based on some other things they've written and said that. This Roe v. Wade was a bad decision, regardless of what you think about the issue of abortion.
1: Well, I mean, even people back in the day and even, you know, the the woman herself who this was, you know, crafted around had said this was wrong.
2: Yeah. Well, and and here's the other thing that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about um, listening to some of the analysis after oral argument. And I hope this doesn't happen because it would kind of be a nightmare scenario, but you could end up without a majority opinion. If they split
1: well, golly, what, if they what split three then? ways,
2: so let's say like the three liberals write an opinion right. that says Roe is good law, yep, Mississippi Law is place. overturned.
1: Yep, exactly.
2: You have three or four, like okay. Thomas Alito, Gorsuch, and maybe Barrett, that write the opposite end of that spectrum right. that say Roe is bad, it should be overturned, Mississippi Law is upheld. Right. And Roberts and Kavanaugh or Robertson somebody else have a middle ground opinion that nobody really likes and so it's just like and there's the two no of them. there's no overwhelming majority on you could have a 3-2-4 decision so there is no majority opinion um, so
1: basically none of this happened i mean what if happens it, is to so go back if, to mississippi
2: it leaves the lower court decision in place which the 5th circuit struck okay, down mississippi's right, law right um, and so it, so would it reverts,
1: end up, by, okay, reverts back to the yeah. last court here. It would
2: be the same as like before Barrett was sworn in when you had eight members on the court yeah. and they split 4-4. Yeah. That leaves the lower court decision in place. Yeah. It would
1: be the same way. Yeah. Um, God, that's a scary thought because this is one of those things at some point <coughs> in society we've got to get this decision um yeah. Under control, and, um, and and people need to know. People clearly need to know. And and I look at it, and and then you know, we'll then we'll talk about something something else, but besides besides crazy crazy SCOTA yes. stuff. But um, it's um, and, and Lathan, I'm so glad you're in here today because you're able to so you know eloquently lay out what's going on and what's happening. I'm speculating and,
2: and, just like everybody else.
1: Yeah, but you, but you do it in a really good. <laughs> you you do it really well. You do it really well. Let's say that. But um, you know, at some point. And, and I said this um, just the other night with, you know, uh, some family and friends and some who, you know, are very concerned. Sure. They're more lean more towards the pro-choice um, aspect of things. And I, I said, it, at some point, you just have to have to admit that science has caught up. Oh, absolutely. With the left's argument. Yes. You just uh, – and this is, you know, I mean, you know, now your kids are about the same age as my kids. And I remember, you know, six weeks I heard the heartbeat loud absolutely. and clear. Even a little bit before six weeks yeah. in my case because I was like, you know, a little bit of a, you know, a we, we risky barely, president. We barely pregnancy. had
2: sonograms when Roe v. Wade was Right. And decided. now
1: you've got – my goodness, you know, I mean, even I look back at the sonogram pictures, which I still have of, you know, my kids – and you can clearly you see the nose, you right. see you see somebody suck, you know, see one mm-hmm. of them sucking their thumb. You see all you see everything, um, and that was back, you know, uh, you know, twenty two years ago and eighteen years ago. Right. And now, my friends who are having babies or who having grandchildren, you've got a three D sonogram, and we're talking very early oh, in absolutely. the pregnancy, yeah. and it's just, I, again, science caught up. Right. So at some point, do we have to say? That's a human being, you yeah. know. I mean, obviously, again, I'm preaching to the choir. You and I agree from conception; it's a human being, um, and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, guess right. what, little baby? Yeah, your life.
2: And Kavanaugh actually made that made a point similar to that during oral argument that yeah. he was talking about. It's impossible to balance the. He said at some at some point, whether wherever you draw that line, yeah. you have two people involved, and it's yeah. impossible to balance. One person's right to life with another one.
1: Exactly. You can exactly. your your
2: right to autonomy or, or life doesn't entitle you to end the life of somebody else. Well, murder's and, not okay. Yeah, exactly. So. So
1: <laughs> so so there, so there you were go. Things, I
2: think there were things to be cautiously uh, you know encouraged by okay. listening to oral argument, but again you have no idea why they ask the questions they ask no. or why, you know, they make the statements they make, you know, it's really just a, a parlor game until June when that opinion comes right. out. Right.
1: And thank you for explaining to us because I knew a lot, there are a lot of people who contacted me and they're like, I don't understand why we're going to have to wait so long for this. And I was like, tune in. L- Lathan will tell us on Friday. So <laughs> there he <you> goes. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I well, thank you for that. That's great information. If anybody any qu- has any questions, Shoot me a message, I can get you Lathan's information and y'all can chat about it. It's just, um, and this is a time when we, you know, us praying people. Oh, absolutely, boy, howdy. Um, you know, uh, Senator Angela Paxton sent out um, an email the other day and said, Pray to end abortion. Um, you know, and she was adopted. She's very sure. grateful that her, I'm sure. her birth yep. mother gave her the opportunity yeah, to have life because you know, she was just on our show Wednesday and she had baby Paxton, her grandson, and mm-hmm. you think. That little baby wouldn't be there because right. Angela's kids wouldn't be yep. here because Angela wouldn't have been here. So if you start looking at it in terms of these are human beings, these are real oh, yeah. people.
2: Yeah, we're missing an entire generation of it, it, people.
1: Exactly, exactly. So um, anyway, so very interesting information, um, gr- great analysis, and thank you so much for that. Um, okay, Whew. the Cowboys won. It was twenty-seven <laughs> to seventeen. Um, that. They looked the the very little of the game I was able to watch last night. They looked hungrier. They looked like the Cowboys of a f- few weeks ago. I mean, like gosh, on Thanksgiving it was like, oh my gosh, can we can we f- complete anything? Did right. you get to watch the game last night? I did night? not. We
2: had a Christmas open house at the office. Last oh, night,
1: okay. So,
2: um, I didn't I didn't get home till late. I heard, caught some um, some analysis this morning on the radio on the way in. Yeah. Which I you know, in full disclosure. I haven't cared about the NFL in probably close to 20 plus years. Yeah. I do my best to keep marginally updated on the Cowboys is because I live in DFW. In this area, yeah. And if you don't, yeah. there is a large portion of the population yeah. for whom conversation is impossible yeah. for about six months out of every year. Yes. So that is the extent of how much I follow the Cowboys.
1: Well, and J.P. had gotten so frustrated, and I had as well with the NFL, with oh, uh, with absolutely. just some of the political correctness. Yeah. Um, there's just a part of me that I, I just I I can't let go of watching the Cowboys. Yeah, and I mean, and especially, I, I'm always one of those – and i and i always say this okay so the last time the cowboys won a super bowl i was still a high school teacher and and so since then since the cowboys have won that that super bowl i've given birth to two children who have now become 18 and 22 <laughs> over you know that, who have become adults themselves yeah. We need we need a Super Bowl trophy. Yeah. And we used to go to church back in the day. and um, well my mom still goes there, but Saint Paul Catholic Church and you know the Stallback family is Catholic. And um when it wasn't football season, we we would sit like right behind the Stallbach family. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of the Catholic Mass where you shake each other's hands, and say, right. Peace be with Peace you. Be with you. And so my brother, you know, I mean, so and we were, you know, in elementary school and stuff. My brother would, you know, go to church, shake Roger Staubach's hand. He's like, peace be with you, yeah. Roger Staubach, <laughs> you know. And, of course, he had to say his whole name. Yeah. And then, you know, Kelly would go out and be like, I just shook <laughs> Roger Staubach's hand in church. And make a yeah. big deal. Everybody's like, oh, dude, wow, you know. Yeah. So huge Cowboy fans. Um, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him in the Super Bowl this year. Um, and, and if we would have lost last night.
2: It, I will say this. It would have just been all hopes. It, it's hope sort of entertaining as a spectator sport, the, the 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 phenomenon that is Cowboys football in the Metroplex, because I have never seen the bandwagon effect both both ways. <laughs> yes. On a team like there is with the Cowboys. They win one game, and, and all of North Texas yeah, is on the bandwagon. Yeah. They lose the next game. They're terrible. Jerry Jones is the devil. Yeah, like, yeah I
1: know. Like, Jerry Jones, stop managing <laughs> I mean, the team. Yeah.
2: So for somebody who's sort of a disinterested observer, it's highly entertaining, I must say.
1: Oh, that's just that's just funny. Yeah, Carl uh, Macron's like, how, how about them Cowboys? And Kara said this is very informative, so she appreciates that. I'm um, gonna hi to everybody from the crew who's watching. Um, I suggest you go back if you want to know more about the Scotus debate on pro life versus pro choice. Um, Lathan had some great uh, commentary on that, so that was a little bit earlier. But um, yeah, so go Cowboys, and you're right. We're I've never seen anything like it. And even friends of mine who are like hardcore fans for other teams, they're like. Yeah what is up with you Cowboy <laughs> fans? I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know. We, well, we're still America's team. Uh, yeah. No, we'll never watch you again, you exactly. know. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're very entertaining. Okay, so speaking of something else entertaining, Brett, can you get the um, video queued up? Uh, before we talk a little Christmas um, uh, movies, and, and if you've got a favorite Christmas movie, pop it in on the feed. Okay, so Lathan, who, like I said, uh, you know, uh, attorney um you know a former elected official um you know just has has a wealth of uh, talents uh, a about himself he did this parody and so and i've told y'all before that he's in a band so he sings and plays the guitar and all that kind of good stuff so we're going to play this parody because it's Friday, and I think we all need Can to Can I give like
2: a little bit of an intro here? Yes. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Please do. What <laughs> happened was, so our, our little podcast, Snarky Parenthetical, um, Stan Corbett and I, I put that together. And a couple of weeks ago, it was actually before Thanksgiving, um, uh, there was a little news story that not many people picked up. I think I, w- I saw one article in the New York Post about it yep. where President Biden was meeting Charles and Camilla, and apparently – Uh, farted really loudly. Like it was, yeah. Like it was noticed. It it was audible. It was
1: audible. (laughs) And
2: Camilla, according to the New York Post, had and royal watchers everywhere, I guess, had had not stopped talking about it for like weeks. And and so um, I just sort of came up with the idea of, uh, well, we have to do something about this. And so this is what happened. I
1: love it. All right, we're going to play it. Yeah, keep it on for the bloopers, yeah. This is just so great. Talent,
3: man. Yeah, I just show up, they just give me a guitar and say, like, Hey, you know, play this. And I'm like, I don't know who this is, man. Yeah. Some some bloke wrote some different lyrics to R.E.O. Speedwagon song. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who the is Ario e. Speedwagon to begin with, right? And you know, this dude who like you know, over pronounces Rs. That's his trick, that's his thing, man. Everybody just knows he's anymore.
0: I don't know.
2: (laughs) You know how hard it is to verbally fart in the same key you're singing?
0: (laughs) 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 That's
3: what I do. People tell me, hey, show up here, put these glasses on, right? Because you gotta give a tribute to the king. The important thing is, like, how's my hair? <laughs> hey, I'm a bloody artist, mate. Like, I can't have cell phones going off when I'm trying to sing, all right? I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a minimal amount of, like, professional courtesy, you know? I mean, <laughs> I'm here, I'm sober, I'm trying to sing. I'm probably sober. <laughs> I'm trying to sing, and you got your bloody cell phone going. All right, it's just distasteful, man. Like, come on, man. He was a king. Just say
0: so you no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> You're even cracking now. yourself yeah. up there. So
2: I, the, the one, I guess. I
1: if, just love that. That's just so funny. I was just. Oh. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I knew we had to do something, you know, and, and I, I came up with the idea of the parody song. And I was like, well, if we're going to do what we have to do, I can't fight this feeling anymore. Well, yeah, uh, yeah maybe <laughs> it
1: just—it had if, to be. Yeah,
2: if I had if I had to do it over again, if I, it's not really a regret, but I might uh, might think better of trying to sing it in the same key that the guy from REO Speedwagon sings oh, it in. Oh goodness because gracious! Because that guy is like a human helium balloon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, I know. But and then trying to like overpronounce the R's the way that guy yes. does when everything that you've ever been taught about how to sing is to not do to that. To not do that, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, That's where the outtakes came from, was just Stan just constantly recording as we were trying to get this thing done. Um, So, that's, you know, a little insight into the warped mind of uh, me.
1: (laughs) That's, uh, and I, I love it. I think that's so much fun. And do you have that like out on your Facebook page, or where can people pull I just that, it, just that parody, uh, just if just they want to share it? If you
2: go to YouTube, search okay. Snarky Parenthetical. That's where okay. all of our videos are, and
1: including, including including that, that gem. One. Yeah, and it yeah. is. I, you know, it, I, I guess there's just so much, so much craziness going on in the world. So much serious. You know, um, you well, know, that's you, why we
2: decided to do the show. Y- like, yep. I needed, a, you know, sort of a creative outlet, yep. uh, and, and at the very first show that we did, we were just sort of explaining what we're going to do. I was like, I want this to be like Mystery Science Theater 3000 for life, Yes. where we just sit back and look at what's going on and just poke fun at everything. Yeah, you know, just, and, 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 and
1: nothing's off limits yeah. kind of a thing, yeah. yeah, So. and we need that. I think, you know, right now we're just at a time in society where everybody takes, and I get it. We're, we're in tough times, sure. you know, since, since the pandemic, everything has changed. You know, everybody at this point, most everybody, and if you haven't, you're very blessed, has lost either a friend or a family member to COVID. You know, there's there's the argument, you know, some people are losing their job because they yeah. don't want the vaccine, because they've already had COVID, whatever the case may be. Um, <clears throat> then you've got, you know, job issues, um, you've got supply demand issues, you've got... Now, I, I did but, hear something this morning, se- Texas is the second lowest in gas prices, but I mean... You've got places where it, it's, you know, 95 a 100 bucks to fill your car up with gas, which, which is ridiculous. All of this
2: stuff is why you need to be able to laugh at everything. Yes, yes. And nothing should be off limits. Yep. You know, it takes the sting out of some of all that stuff. It really does. If there's somebody out there kind of making fun of it. Yeah. And the, and I think I've said it on here. Or I know I've said it on my show. Like the one thing, if somebody tells you you can't make jokes about that, whatever that is has power
1: over you. Yes, yeah, it takes that's a good the power point.
2: out of it. It takes it, it changes the the you know it takes the sting out of these things and it you know if somebody tells you you can't make fun of that person or or that issue is too serious yeah. then that's the exact one you should go after
1: yeah, yeah. Um, for and, that and, very know, reason and comedians are being told and be, are that's being their job ostracized, but they're being ostracized from you know the Hollywood elite
2: unless you're Dave Chappelle
1: Dave Chappelle and you know what. Cause that dude just doesn't care. Nope. And you know what? Netflix. That's that's where he, he plays. Yep. It. They're going to keep bringing him back. Of course they are. Everybody and their dog. I've got people, you know, for, who care about politics. Yeah. Hate politics. And everybody, everybody, whenever a new Dave Chappelle stand up comes out, everybody watches just can't it. Can't miss. But the majority of them are apologizing for a tweet from ten years ago. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, at, at some point. If if you're a comedian. Just, that's your job to make fun job. of that stuff. It is that, your job. If you're a good comedian and you're yeah. relevant and getting paid,
2: if you want to do, you know, you know, topical humor, I mean, you can do. Yeah. Hey, did you ever think about, you know, jokes like right. Seinfeld and made a career on it, right. right? And did a whole TV show about it. Yep. If that's the style that you want to do, great. You don't have to do political you know, quote political comedy, but if you're gonna do it. That's how you do it.
1: Exactly. Um, exactly.
2: And, and and that is, I think, if people would just follow his example, that is the solution to cancel culture. You just refuse yes, just say, to, I'm to not, be canceled.
1: I, you can't cancel me.
2: I will not yeah. apologize for what I said.
1: Yeah. And yeah. there are people, who, there are haters and stuff. But it's interesting, you find out, well, how many haters are there? Because somehow this guy's taking it to the bank. Yeah. Netflix has taken it to the bank. Exactly. Exactly. So nobody's, nobody's canceling him out. So really this cancel woke culture that's out there, how relevant is it? Or is it just, these happen to be the loudest, most prominent people on social media. But what I'm seeing is, you know, this trickle down to, you know, you and I have friends who are out there who are blasting fellow conservatives, fellow Christians on social media. I don't. I don't get it. At the end of the day, you know what? We do need to have more parody songs like the one you did because that's something. It's just funny. It's not being mean. Hey, it's a part of life. It that happens. It did happen. It happened. And, and there's it was no. Funny. In,
2: yeah. in what universe is that not funny?
1: Yeah. It, it just. It is. Like the it,
2: actual event. I'm not talking about the video. No, no, no. There's and plenty the, of people the, who vi- probably don't think the video. Oh, I think is the funny. video's hilarious. But so. <laughs> like the
1: actual events. Like, yeah. It. It's one of those things. And, and again, like to me, I'm like, and I always tell my kids this be the first one to laugh at yourself and make fun of yourself. The, you know what? For one thing, it doesn't hurt so bad when other people do it. Yeah. I know there are certain things that I do say the way I am that literally make people nuts and they make fun of. Guess what? I make fun of it 10 days before you make fun of it yeah. because I live it. You yeah. know? I, you know, and it's just um, all of a sudden if you can laugh at yourself, then in life is serious. Then it helps you deal with the tougher problems. Tougher parts of, of life, kind of a thing, you know. Um anyway, so I I love it. I think it's great. Head to YouTube if you want to just if you don't want to share the whole show today and you just want to share the parody video and get get everybody laughing on social media, send out lathens. They, they go to the snarky parenthetical. Snark, yeah, if
2: you go yeah. to YouTube, search snarky parenthetical.
0: And you
1: and you do a show yeah. every week. So pretty we much to. every week. I we know you've to. been traveling, yeah. it's been kind of a crazy schedule it for you. Been, yeah. You've been speaking non-stop <laughs> lately which is which is a good 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 for your gift but you know yeah. didn't have as much time for the show yeah. um so yes yeah, so i go out there and check that out um something else and again because we're just we're we are in a time where you know you've got you know you've got in this and i i still don't understand this um the people who are so politically upset with their relatives that they didn't even get together on thanksgiving like Family members that didn't come to the normal Thanksgiving gathering of, yeah. you know, 25 family members yeah. because they're upset politically. How does that happen? Can, can you not put it aside and just talk about the what, Dallas Cowboys for a couple of you hours? To,
2: you, yeah. I, where What are your priorities? Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, policy matters. Yep. It, it affects our life. It right. is important. I've worked in politics for, you know, many years. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't think it was important. It, yeah. Right? But— you know, when your life is over, you're not going to sit there and wonder about, boy, I wish I had, you know, one more political argument over X, Y, Z. You know, get yeah. some perspective. And and I think there's a lot of people on both sides of the aisle, frankly, for whom yeah. politics has become their religion.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, I, I've seen it. I've seen it take good people down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got into politics because you wanted to make sure that your rights as a Jewish person or a Christian person or yeah. whatever... And that's kind of a secondary thing now because politics yeah. is their religion. And that's, you know, that's false idol there.
2: Absolutely. I is. mean, that's
1: that's and that's in the Bible. Yeah.
2: I mean, the, you can have deep philosophical, even, you know, theological, intractable disagreements yeah. and still get along.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: In fact, you should. Um, and, Why not? And, and if you can have those discussions without them turning into arguments and and getting, you know, uh, you know, emotional about them, it's actually healthy and productive. There's, there's people that, you know, friends like, you know, people I went to law school with or undergrad or whatever, who, you know, based on what I've see them post on social media, I know we disagree on everything. I don't block that person. I actually want to hear what they have to say.
1: Well, and and Uh, again, if this is a person who you had a friendship with and then especially I go back to the family thing, what, why would you do, and and then that and again you know with all the horrible things going on in the world well you know gosh what happens if that family member's not there next Thanksgiving Yeah, I mean,
2: and it's it's sort of like back when I did actually practice law briefly. This is why I didn't work. I would not do work for family. I would refer them to people. Yeah, you know, that's smart. Who could, yeah, because I would smart. tell them when they they were it's going to get too say, emotional. Look. Well, I'll just say, look, you can fire your attorney. You can't fire your cousin.
1: That's, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good and I'm point. still going to
2: see you at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm happy to help you find somebody who I think will do a good job, but I'm not mixing the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's probably a
2: because family doesn't
1: change. That's probably a smart rule of thumb. Well, you know, and you know, I like I said, I had a conversation that involved abortion with a family member, one family member who's also pro-life, but then another family member who's pro-choice. And I did. I said, I'm going to say this. I said, I'm just going to put this out there, something to think about. Um, you know, because this family member is now having grandchildren, and I said. I said, you gotta think at some point, you gotta think about the science. You saw a sonogram of a grandchild at a very young age. And the great thing is, we did not argue. I mean, a few minutes later, we're doing a fireball shot and everybody's taking selfies and it's a good time. Why can't family members have those kinds of discussions? And why can't friends have those kinds of discussions? So that's why I'm gonna always send you over to the snarky parenthetical, (laughs) I'm gonna send you to any more parody and I highly recommend you do some more parody videos because that was just great. And leave in the blooper, the outtakes, hilarious the outtakes yeah, are I, you know if we
2: had if we had sort of um, unlimited cameras and budget we would probably roll one camera constantly oh, just recording yeah. how we record the show because yeah. there's so much that doesn't end up in the final and
1: there's a show within pro- that
2: there, there is yeah yeah and uh,
1: even like when we did radio and now doing the podcast world I'm always like there's like a whole show behind the show you know yeah. i mean it, you know yeah, it's either subtle.
2: that or we have to start doing like snarky parenthetical after dark yeah
1: where, yeah. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. where
2: it truly is no holds barred <laughs> uh yeah. yeah jp
1: and i but, are getting ready to start because you know with his job he's he's yeah. he's traveling and he's in schools doing tribunals um which is a good thing and business is booming um but uh yeah so we're gonna have to start doing some recording at night and i said well okay if we're recording at night i'm gonna have a glass of wine he's like but if we rebroadcast it the next morning i'm like well, then people might have a really fun chuckle over their <laughs> cup of coffee in the morning. So yeah. there you go. Exactly. But I, th- I think we're just to the point where we need to we need laugh. We need to go to, you know, what really kind of fuels your soul kind of a thing. Yeah. And, um, so let's
0: talk Christmas movies.
1: Yeah, so I was going to say, so Christmas movies, which are so much fun. Um, golly, so I'm going to have to go back to, okay, first of all, Christmas shows when you were a kid that you still, even though your kids are older, yeah. that you still would watch as an adult. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, Frosty yeah. the Snowman,
0: yeah.
1: every single time, and then going to going to um, uh, Thanksgiving, I'd have to pull in. It's a Great Pumpkin, uh, Charlie Brown for Halloween, right. or um, oh, what was? Didn't they have a Thanksgiving special? I think that was that was a throwback. They did something with the Pilgrims or something. But anyways, but yeah, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, literally rec- saw it was coming on the other night, recorded it, and was like oh. I'm watching it. And I'm like, yeah. I, I'm watching you it by myself and I don't go care. Past it. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, are those some of yours or do you have yeah. any others when you were a kid that you just I mean, still love today? When
2: I was a kid, probably those. Um, you know, by the time I was probably, I don't know, uh, you know, preteen, teen, I think was when National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation actually yeah. came out in the theater and I went to see it. Yep. And I have basically memorized the movie. I've seen okay. it so many times.
1: So you could literally recite, yeah.
2: I could start with scene one right now, and if we had two <laughs> I hours. I love um, it. I love it. And so so much so that um, when my girls were younger, um, Kim walked in the room, and I was watching that movie with them, and she looked at me with this kind of horrified look on her face, and she's like, you're letting them watch this movie? And I was like, hey, remember, I know every syllable of this movie. <laughs> And I have the mute button on the remote.
1: So I know when <laughs> So
2: it's going to be okay. Yes, I'm editing
1: and, as I go. <laughs> and she looked at me and she's
2: like, You're exactly right. Yep, yep that's go true. ahead. Can't <laughs> argue
1: that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my and kids have now added that to
2: their list. So we that's one we have to watch every year. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Christmas story. And lots you know, of
1: folks are agreeing with you on that one. <laughs>
2: Christmas story, Ralphie and the Red Rider BB Gun. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's a you'll
1: shoot your eye out, yeah, kid.
2: Exactly. Um Yeah. I, I can tell you something that's just sort of been recently added okay. to our must-watch list. Um, I guess it was maybe last year. I was, uh, My girls and I were kind of working our way through several different yeah. things on Netflix. And um, we started—I never watched the show when it was actually airing originally, but right. we watched Community. Did you ever oh, watch the show Community? Yeah,
1: I remember that show. Yeah. Okay.
2: Completely random and manic and yeah. just ridiculous. It, but it was a funny show. It I watched really, it a couple of seasons back when really it was on, funny. and it
1: was funny. Yeah.
2: And there's a Christmas episode in that show oh, called okay. Abed's Uncontrollable Christ- Christmas. Oh, and I've it's got done oh, in I seen that. a complete stop go motion animation. And it's the most <sighs> random. Like, if you like community because of the random nature of it and it's just yeah. sort of manic, you know, just yeah. everything's on 10 all the time. Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. So when we came across that episode of of the show... You're like... We were laughing so hard. My girls were like, we have to watch this every Christmas. Yeah. So... After we got the Christmas tree put up, day after Thanksgiving yep. or whatever, about to go back to work from the taking time off. And the girls were like, Can we go ahead and start Christmas by watching Abed's Uncontrollable
0: <laughs> Christmas Ocean? Yes. Why not? And cue it cue up. Cue it
1: up, man. So that's a,
2: that's a new one that's sort of been added in the last Oh, uh, I'm going to have to check. I don't
1: think I saw that episode. I'm going to have to check yeah. that out. Let that me was, just say that was a funny show.
2: Two words Christmas pterodactyl.
1: Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Now it's I have to in watch that it. show. Now I have to watch it. Now I have to watch it. Um, well, okay. So um, we've got Holiday Inn. Um, we've got White Christmas, which yeah, uh, yeah I mean, um, the Charlie Brown any day. Sure. And, and I love the classic. And I always feel bad because whenever I talk about Christmas movies, th- yeah, there are a ton. You know, Miracle on 34th. So, I mean, sure. you know, there's so many great classic. Um, Beautiful Chris just you know, unbelievable that still withstand, you know, Absolutely. the test of time yeah. I mean, movies. But I go I mean, it's to it's a wonderful life. I, Jimmy oh, Stewart, are you kidding oh my me? god, you can't you don't get any better than that. Yeah. You know, what a what a great message, you know, that in that in that movie and yeah, just amazing. So um, but I've I've got to go with uh, oh Carl is saying um the Macy Days uh day parades. And I'm yeah. a huge I mean yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be Thanksgiving without, you know, the Macy and, and Grogu. Right.
2: Of course. Was it, was, he was in there, yeah. He was in it, in it yeah. this
1: year. But I'm going to have to go with one of the ones you said, which is A Christmas Story. And we have um, – oh, and I wonder if – I may try to see if I can thumb through my pictures and find find this one picture. They'll will tell you how serious my family is about A Christmas Story. And for years, we have watched that. It was on um, – Oh, what was the... Um, like TNT t- yeah, runs at like 24, yeah, 24 on a loop. Yeah, 24 for literally. For like 24 and so hours. we started watching this yeah. before we had purchased it. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, so it's in our, you know, it's in our library of online movies now. But um, it was one of those that we would watch it and we and it was just on constantly. Yeah, we have in the background every, while
2: you're doing everything else. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And we've got like every movie, um, every line, that's one of those, you know. Um, I said, um, you know, and, and I said fudge. But I didn't say fudge. I mean, y- yeah. you know, and just all of the great lines in that movie, um, you know, bumpuses, says, you know, yeah. just the dogs and the turkey and, and all of that. Um, and, and and so a few years back when the kids, um, at, we'd been watching it for years. Um, and you know how they didn't let Ralphie open up his, right. um, his gun until the very end. Yep. So we had two Red Rider BB guns nice. hidden for later and it was wrapped in a christmas story um wrapping paper, paper. of course <laughs> and of course we've got the full-size lamp yeah. Fra- it's fragile. fragile it's it's a major it award uh, yeah, yeah. And it must be italian yeah. um love that i've got a picture and i'll try to find it um here in a bit where um the kids we have gone we've got a christmas tradition and then i'm going to mention my other favorite movie that i just can't do without um uh every year since the kids were were pretty young it's i think this will be our 13th or 14th year of going to the real santa who's at north park and um you know we used to dress them up all cute you know nice sure. clothes and everything and then as the kids got older and it became more painful my daughter she's still <laughs> into it you know 22 she's <laughs> like she's like when are we going to see north park santa you know and, and i was like i was like okay you know you know, probably around this date you know and we've already got our outfits for this year um, so the last few years they've worn like either an ugly Christmas sweater sure. or um, which I think one year it was CJ's ugly Christmas sweater was a Christmas story Christmas yeah. sweater. You know, Emily's had like a reindeer sticking out of the front of it. Um, and then, you know, they wore um, di- different pajamas, but I've got a picture of them with the pink bunny suit. Oh. Both of them it's in Santa's lap.
0: Yeah.
1: Just so. So, 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 so great. Um, And then I've also got a picture of them in these onesies, like footed pajama onesies. And it was, it's Elf. Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf. Um, I just, I just bought Kira a narwhal. I was like, look, Kira, it's Mr. Narwhal. Hi, Kira. (laughs) Hi, Mr. Narwhal. And I'm sitting there, you know, hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. (laughs) I... I love Buddy the Elf is my spirit animal. Is that still a thing? Uh, You know, first of all, he loves sugar. He loves candy corns. Right. Same here. Um, You know, hi, what's your favorite color is how he answers the phone. Okay, so my friends and family are going to be like, oh, let's not bring that back. After Okay, so when my son was just a few weeks old when that movie came out, that was literally the first movie. I mean, he was just a newborn. He was born on November 5th, and um, just a couple of weeks later, we were taking him to see Elf. Yeah. Not, he slept through it, but sure. anyways. Um, But, you know, took you know, Emily and everything, and we went to see Elf in the movie theater when it first came out. And after that movie came out, and you know me well enough to know, I did answer my phone. Hi, what's your favorite color? <laughs> For like a month, like I took the you joke sit, way uh, too far. Lies. Everybody's like, uh, everybody's like, please let it go to voicemail. Please let it go. This yeah. is before everybody was texting all the time. They're yeah. like, oh, don't let her answer. Yeah. I don't want to know what my favorite. I don't want to be asked what my favorite color is. Yeah. I love that movie. I love the guy Peter Dinklage, who's one of my favorite actors. And he's like, oh, you must be a South Pole elf. Oh, right. you're an angry elf. And yeah. it's just he's like, it's just the whole movie when he's going. He's going up the escalator, and then when he goes goes out and he's jumping across the yellow lines. You know, he's in New York oh, City absolutely. when he goes through the revolving the door. Oh, God! It's, it's one just, of, just so funny. So
2: some people really like Will Ferrell. Some people just don't think he's funny at all. I'm I, one of the people that really likes Will Ferrell. I even do. Even though I think. I think Elf is kind of the exception that proves the rule. I think in almost every other movie that he does, he's playing the same character over and over and over again. It's just a buffoon who takes himself really well, seriously. Talladega Nights. Exactly. I mean, you name yeah. it, every other except Elf. Exactly. It's kind of the exception that proves the rule, which is why I like it so much.
1: Yeah, I, I um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you on that. <laughs> he, he did.
2: He played, you know, sweet and innocent, really, really well. It was, I remember watching it the first time, and I was waiting for him to snap, right, yeah, yeah. and like, do the, the really, point, really angry yeah, thing, because yeah. that's every other skit that Will Ferrell ever does, like oh. on Saturday Night Live, is him, you know, being really, really, you know, passive or whatever, and then at some point just losing it, and yeah. yelling, right, and so I remember watching the movie Which, the uh, first like time. like, old school. Yeah.
1: Old school's one of those where, you know, he was, he was everything's all good, and then all of a sudden he just loses yeah, his mind, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> And so I remember watching it for the first time, waiting for that to happen, and it never happening, and I was like, oh well, good for you, you know, you actually played this exactly no, the way he it, played it straight, straight so to of. speak yeah yeah and, yeah. and having um uh, oh, I just blanked on his name, Bob Newhart playing his oh.
0: dad. It's and, and one of the greatest Bob casting Newhart decisions is ever. He's one
1: of my favorite. I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I, you know, a show that I'll binge watch, and I we just recently binge watched it, and I was like, I, I love this show when I was younger. I love it even more as an adult now that I kind of get some of the right, humor, the, of the wink, and not yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that was kind of inappropriate for back in the day, right. and my parents didn't know what I was watching. Yeah. Um, but the Bob Newhart, Newhart show,
0: show, yeah.
1: Uh, and then the way they ended. Remember, then he did a second show where he had the inn in Vermont, and he, you yeah. know, he um, and they ended. They ended that. Yeah, we'll, we'll show this picture in just a yeah. second. We they ended that sitcom, the best a sitcom has ever ended. And instead of him, he he wakes up and he's like, "Wow, I had the craziest dream." And this was the, the yeah. f- series finale. And instead, he wakes back up and he's in bed with Suzanne Plachette, yeah. who was his wife from the yeah, original show from the seventies, and that yeah. was so classic and so great um but yeah elf and and i loved elf because okay so it had it literally has me cracking up the whole entire movie but at the end when she starts singing and i get choked up thinking about it i i cry i know how it's going to end i know i'm going to get emotional but when everybody's all around and you know they should go to the bar and everybody's singing they go to the warehouse everybody's singing at the mall everywhere that he's touched and I cry at the end of it, that movie every single time because it is so sweet and it yeah. just stays. It gives you that um, optimism and hope which we desperately yeah. need. Okay, so to prove that I am a crazy mom and God bless my my two poor kids, here is the here's the um, Christmas story bunny, Alf. This is this was the this was from uh, Christmas of, I think 2019. This might have been the year before the pandemic. I think. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <sighs>
1: there this you go. Good. And there's that. So God bless my kids. Now, my son just turned 18. I had asked him, um, and my daughter, of course, I I think she'd be 40, and she would still go do these pictures for me. (laughs) Because I'm like, this is my, I'm not going to ever ask y'all for anything for Christmas. Just Just if y'all will please go with us. You know, my husband goes at like 5 in the morning (laughs) to get in line, to get a ticket and all this kind of stuff. And we have literally on our mantle, it's all of these Nutcracker picture frames with all the with years these of these okay yeah. so and you 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 can take that down now because this year and and cj promised me he, like i said he just turned 18 it's his senior year i think he he wants to go far far away from, from home <laughs> i don't know why um yeah just, so for my birthday of, of course um i said okay i just want everybody to come over and we'll watch a musical of my yeah. choice we watched 1978 sergeant pepper's lonely heart club band with peter frampton and the bg's you can't go wrong. George Burns, Aerosmith, Earth Wind and Fire, um, Steve Martin, um,
0: yeah,
1: a- a- Alice Cooper. I mean, it,
0: yeah.
1: it's cra- it's greatness. But okay, so this year I know CJ. I've got him locked in because he lives at home, and I think he would like me to help pay for college. Um, <laughs> I've got him locked in. So I said, even if this is our last year, we're we're going <laughs> big on this. I found Bucky's, and we love Bucky's. Sure. I found Bucky's onesies with the hood, the beaver hood and everything. I found them like this summer when I was in Austin coming through the temple Bucky's, which I love. So this year Santa picture, going to be in a bucky's outfit so wow. there you go We're, we we take wow. it very seriously yeah <laughs> oh well lathan thank you so much i always always love it when you come in we always have such a great time um anything you've got coming up that you want to push any speaking engagements um, um <laughs> any me, more parodies oh are you playing anywhere because are you well, starting to play we, again yet yeah.
2: We, we actually this time of year we we start to kind of shut down because of my lead guitar player is a is a management for UPS and this oh, is, they're a little busy right yeah. now
1: yeah so real busy we have to kind of
2: take a break <laughs> through the holidays but we'll be back at it probably in January but um yeah we'll, Snarky Parenthetical is still going. Um, I, you know, apologize for the inconsistency, but the day job keeps interfering. I, so yeah, that
1: paying you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: um, there'll be more episodes to come. It is now uh, we're starting to put uh, the the audio on Spotify. So if Love you want to just listen to it, you can go to Spotify and find it, and Apple iTunes, anywhere you get yeah. podcasts. Um, so well, there'll be new new material coming out there. Love it uh, soon. So Love it. Awesome. Week. And then keep
1: us keep us posted back in January when you start playing again because yeah. we'll get some members of the crew. And we'll go out and cheer you on and sing along with okay. ya. So, you. So know, you're like, no. I need just, all the help just, I can just just get. Just cheer me on. No. <laughs> You've got a great voice. Well, thank you all so much. Everybody have a blessed weekend. We've got This Pink Cloud coming up next. Kilroy's conversation. We're going to be um, playing some of our telethon spots from Veterans Day again. Um, if, if you are in the giving spirit for Christmas, we are still asking for donations for the Dallas – um, homeless Veterans services, great organization. All of the money you donate goes straight to helping those veterans who are in need. And there are a lot of veterans in need this, this Christmas season. And then um, Sunday, we have um, asked uh, Dr. B. Good and her show, and she'll be talking about parents' rights and education, which how did that ever like you need to talk about that they're right. your kids and they, they, seem to have wh- heard something mean? about that lately yeah, well, yeah that's been a hot topic um, and then we'll be back of course with jp kathy and the crew again on monday and um a new episode of heart and soul of texas women so anyways have a blessed weekend thanks again lathan for coming in thank you thanks, all right. right see y'all later